Welcome to Uncomfortable Is Okay, where we explore the science, the stories, and the strategies of getting out of your comfort zone, navigating challenge, and doing the hard things that make life worth living. I'm your host, Chris Desmond. Uncomfortable Is Okay is brought to you by Health Mentors. Health Mentors is a performance well-being company that helps change makers dial in their health and improve their performance in the middle of a chaotic world. We offer one-on-one health mentoring services, as well as a range of workshops and workplace solutions, all the way up to supporting organizations with their well-being strategy. You can find out more at healthmentors.nz or get in contact with Chris at healthmentors.nz. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. I'm your host, Chris Desmond. This is a show where we get to get better at the hard stuff that makes life meaningful. Sorry that I didn't get an episode out last week. The The last few weeks, my life has changed around a wee bit in terms of some of the commitments that I have. So the podcast just got squeezed to the side, unfortunately. But we're back this week with a solo episode and we're, we're kind of heading into the middle of December now. And a lot of people are they're heading towards the end of the year. Hopefully they're cruising towards the end of the year and not sliding in in a, a screaming heap. But it's often the time of year as well that we start to think about, okay, what changes might I want to be making in my life next year? Like what New Year's resolutions do I want to, to bring in? What do I want to work on? And if you're anything like me, you have set New Year's resolutions before and they haven't stuck. And there's a, there's a few reasons for that. But I want to have a talk today about how we can how we can make change a little bit more sticky for us, how we might make it a little bit more sustainable, and how some practical strategies that we can utilize to change our behavior for the better in 2023. And these might be might be small changes like grabbing an apple instead of a biscuit, or they might be bigger changes like setting and enforcing some some boundaries that you've been wanting to put into place for a while. But whatever you want to do, the important thing is to think about, okay, what is it? Why do I want to do it? Why is it going to be meaningful? And and why do I care about changing my life in this way? And once you've you've done that, hopefully these steps that we're going to talk about next are going to be helpful for actually going and implementing those changes in that that new behavior. We're going to talk about it through the lens of, of health because that's often how I how I talk about it. That's how I work with a lot of my clients around it as well. So we'll talk about it from a health perspective, but basically you can apply it f- to any other change that you want to make, whether that be learning a new skill, developing an, some kind of new habit as well. And so each of us has a current health status. We, we are where we are. And if our current health status isn't as crisp as we would like it to be, then that's cool. That's fine. It is what it is. And we have the capacity to change it, which is fantastic. And we usually find ourselves where we are due to the environments that we've been in, the past experiences that we've had, and the actions that those environments and those experiences have elicited in us. And so a challenge that people face when they try to make positive change is they play the blame game. 
So we blame our circumstances, we blame other people, we blame the governments, we blame ourselves. And all of those factors influence our behaviors. That is, that is true. But research shows us that beginning from a place of blame rarely creates sustainable improvements. It actually encourages us to play the victim, to give up our own agency, and even give up our own agency if it's to our past selves for that, the actions that we've previously taken. And so what we want to do is we want to play the change game. We don't want to play the blame game. Because we have one past, unless you kind of go deep down a quantum physics debate rabbit hole, and our past actions have happened, and our health is what it is. And so if we want to live a more healthful life, the first step in doing that is actually accepting that we are where we are. And wherever we are on the continuum of our life, whether we're just starting out or whether we're further down the track, we only have one past and we can't change it. And the exciting but sometimes overwhelming thing is that we have many potential futures. So many times during our days and weeks, we come to what's called a choice point. And the choice point is a moment where we have many future paths that we can take. And to use health as an example in this, we could eat the cookie, we could eat the apple, we could choose to eat nothing in that moment and, and do something completely different. So we've got all of these different options lined up in front of us. And this single choice is likely to have minimal immediate consequences for us other than perhaps something stuck in your teeth depending on what you choose to eat and this single one-off choice probably won't even have any long-term consequences in our lives but when we repeat choices over the course of time they change the trajectory of our lives and because us humans are creatures of habit once we've made a choice once we're more likely to make it again so that cookie or that apple or no snack starts to compound over time. And like as we said, to clarify, a single health choice has minimal impact. So don't be afraid to eat that cookie every now and then, but just not at every choice point that you come to. And so good health and change happens in the moments. And to change our health trajectory or to change our life trajectory, we must take agency over these choice points. Because at each choice point, we have many potential futures in front of us. And we get to choose our own adventure and decide which path to follow. And so to apply agency over our choice points and agency over those moments, it's, firstly, it's becoming aware of choice points. And many of these choice points pass us by without us noticing them. We're just embedded into our routines and we take the path that we normally take. And so the first step is paying attention to the health actions that we're taking during the day. And I find that it's often helpful to record these as we start to build awareness around them so that you can audit them later. Because research shows that if we don't Keep a, keep a track of what we're doing, we're likely to overestimate our positive health actions and underestimate the unhelpful ones. So for example, every few months I track what I eat for a week or two just to bring my awareness back to it and, and highlight if I need to make any changes. And so after we've brought awareness to the choice point, the second step is to identify the, the different options that we're faced with in that moment. 
particularly identifying the healthful options or, or the options that we want to take and attempting to make the healthful choice. So the possible actions available to us fall on a spectrum of, of healthful at one end and unhealth, unhealthful at the other or ones that are going to move us towards the change that we want to make or ones that are going to take us away. And some of the actions, some of the options that we have are more nuanced than might appear at first glance. So again, health example, a burger and fries when you're eating them while enjoying connection with good mates is more healthful than the same burger and fries eaten by yourself mindlessly on the couch in front of Netflix. So we want to begin to identify the range of actions that we could take at each of these choice points. And so as we build the awareness of the options available to us, we can start to be more conscious of the choices that we're making. So identify the choice points and then identify the options that are available to us at each of those choice points. But changing behavior is hard and it goes way beyond the just do it mentality that Nike sold sold to us and we've reached this point by following one path but that doesn't mean we have to keep following this path because when we when we reach a choice point we can choose a different and some of these some of these choices are small like having the apple instead of the biscuit some of them are large like choosing to set more defined boundaries but when we watch for these points and when we work on identifying the range of options available to each point, we bring an awareness to the change process. So paying attention is the first step in changing behavior, but it actually doesn't make change that much easier. You just know what's going on now as opposed to mindlessly rolling past it. Change is still hard. But there are a few things that can make picking the healthful option easier or for embedding change. The first is is awareness. So it's understanding what good health looks like or, or what the change you want to make looks like. And being aware of what health choices will move you towards that vision and which will move you away. So being aware of the actions that are on the, the helpful end of the spectrum versus the ones that are on the unhelpful end of the spectrum. The second is improving your your literacy or your health literacy. So our health literacy is it's the knowledge of how our body works it's, and the things that affect how it works. And for most of us in this area, we probably don't need to get to expert level. But if we can improve our literacy in health or in the field that we want to make change, it often enhances our ability to take more healthful options because we're we're more aware of the ones that are going to be beneficial to us and sometimes it actually opens up opens up more op- options to us that we didn't even know existed as we start to become more literate in this area but a word of warning on this one there's a lot of noise in in this space online some some educational stuff online is absolutely fantastic some is absolutely crap most of it is well meaning some of it, they're just trying to sell you stuff. So when you're, when you're looking to build your literacy, try and pick reputable science-backed sources to do that rather than just someone's opinion. 
something else that is helpful in changing behavior is environmental design. So our environments shape our behaviors and we usually make choices that have the least friction associated with them. So our default choices are usually the ones that have a low level of friction associated with them because we do them over and over. So if you want to make your default choice harder, try and reshape your environment to add more friction. So if you want to watch less TV, for example, put the remote somewhere hard to find. It just makes that, that unhelpful choice a little bit more difficult. And if you want to make the, the healthful choice easier, remove friction from your environment. So if you want to go for a walk after you get home from work, change into your walking gear before you leave work so that when you get home, you're in the, that walking gear and you can just shoot straight out the door. Because once you get home and sit on the couch in your work clothes, then it's all over. You're not going for that walk. The next thing is habit development. Because it's easier to walk the well-worn path than an overgrown one. And so the more that we take a new action, the the more the pathway gets gets walked, the more the pathway works and the stronger the neural pathway that sets that action in motion gets and consistency builds habits and the work of habit gurus like James Clear like BJ Fogg like Charles Duhigg is really helpful for our health it's really helpful for our behavior change and their model of of behavior behavior change is there we want to create a cue which triggers a response so that we then get a reward. So we look for a cue that triggers us to take healthful action and identify the reward that we get to experience once we've taken that action. So practical example of that, let's use brushing your teeth. So you come in, you see your toothbrush in the bathroom, that's your cue. And that triggers your behavior of brushing your teeth, which is the response. And then the reward that you experience afterwards is that your mouth feels clean. So that's a that's a basic example, but for each aspect of changing behavior, each aspect of habit formation, we want to look at a cue that then triggers a behavior that we want to that we want to do, and then we want to focus on the reward afterwards, like the good feeling that we get from doing this behavior, because that reinforces that behavioral loop. We're more likely to do things that we enjoy than that, that we don't. So focusing on the reward after the behavior is really important as well. The next thing that makes changing behavior easier is, is looking at the motivations behind it. And so this isn't the hoorah motivation that you get after watching an inspirational speaker or a, or a pump it up YouTube video. But instead, it's the slow-burning motivation that gets you through the mundane times. And so we've talked about knowing what good health looks like or what change you want to make and, and kind of painting a picture of what that looks like. But also ask yourself, why do you care about those particular aspects of change? Why do you care about those particular aspects of health? Why is it important to deadlift 200 kgs? Why is it important to eat that way? Why is it important for you to use your mindfulness app? What, what meaning is that going to give to your life? What fulfillment is that going to give to your life? 
And don't always settle for the first answer you give yourself because that's a really easy one. That's often the superficial one. Dig some, dig deeper. Dig deeper to understand your motivations and play the five whys game. So that's the first answer you get, ask why again. And then the second answer, ask why. The third answer, ask why. The fourth answer, ask why. And the fifth answer is potentially going to be something near to your true motivations. And the final thing that makes behavior change easier is having a look at our narratives. Because the stories that we tell ourselves impact our behaviors. We want to watch the narratives that run through our mind when we make choices. It's really, really important. So when you take an action, whether it's one that moves you towards change or whether it's one that holds you back, pay attention to what you're telling yourself at the time. If that story drives an action that you want to move away from, is there potentially a more helpful story that you can tell yourself? And if there is a story that moves you towards the action that you want to take, is there a way that you can reinforce that and tell yourself that story more often? So if, you're, if you see these choice points and if you're, if you're reaching these choice points and you find that you're continuing to take that default path that you've always taken when you want to make change, then look to change one or more of these different facets to, to help facilitate that change, to help it make it a little bit easier for you. So we're gonna, we're gonna wrap things up with that there. So think about the changes that you wanna make next year. Look for the choice points, look for the range of options that are available to you. And then as you start to make change, think about, think about building your awareness, think about building your literacy, thinking about designing your environment, setting up habit development, think about the underlying motivations of why you want to do this and look at the narratives, look at the stories that you're telling yourself that either make behavior change easier or, or make it more difficult for you. And good luck with the, good luck with the changes. I'd love to hear what resolutions you might be thinking about or some of the changes that you want to be making over the next year. Have a great week and we'll be back again next week with another episode. Thanks for getting uncomfortable with me today.